0: Hi hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope that y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, we're going to go for a little walk today, one of our little walks. Kind of windy here again, uh, Lord, unseasonably warm. I don't know what it's like where y'all are, but nonetheless, we're going to push through a little bit. Hopefully y'all can hear me. We have two puppy dogs out on the road today. Uh, and quite a few birds here and there, hither and yon, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, Really, the previous podcast talking about Isaac Watts and Jefferson, if you didn't listen to it, folks, or if you haven't, I don't do this very often. In fact, I'm not sure I've ever done it yet, but maybe I'll start to. If you haven't listened to that, I would strongly recommend I'm pretty excited about today's podcast and I think it's it's we're going to talk a little bit about Teddy Roosevelt and it's pretty exciting. But if you have to choose between the two, I would go back and listen to the previous podcast with Watson and Jefferson because folks, that one is just it's fundamental, foundational to our country and to what's going on and what has been going on for the past half century plus three-quarters of a century, maybe all the way back to the 1920s when we talk about some of Stalin and Dewey's comments. At any rate, we're going to push on today. As I said, uh, We've got, I've got a quote that we're going to mull over a little bit. It's not just one quote. It's actually quite a bit of writing from Teddy Roosevelt, and we're going to ball over it from the point of view of Jesus Christ Christmas coming up. Because I said on the previous podcast, I I really have intended to do more of the Christmas messages from presidents, but I stumbled across these two things and I felt like they were so important and so valid that I needed to bump the Christmas messages a little bit. So we'll we'll get back to that at some point, I promise. There's enough of them. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get into this. Uh, This is, let me find it real quick. This is from Theodore Teddy Roosevelt, 26th President of the United States, and this is from 1917, and it is titled, A Churchless Nation. The most perfect machinery of government will not keep us as a nation from destruction if there is not within us a soul. No Abounding material prosperity shall avail us if our spiritual senses atrophy the foes of our own households shall surely prevail against us unless there be in our people an inner life which finds its outward expression in a morality not very widely different from that preached by the seers and prophets of Judea when the grandeur of That was Greece and the glory that was Rome still lay in the future. All right, so a few things here out of this first paragraph, folks. Um, Probably the biggest one is no matter how much money, power, gold, steel, uh, natural resources, trees, oil and gas, wind power, whatever you want to talk about, no matter how much of that we have, if we don't have a soul, we've got nothing. And that's so important today, specifically for the crowd of people that likes to pretend that they are socially or or fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. That's an impossibility. You can't do it. You're lying to yourselves if you're one of those people, and you're lying to others as well. Um, Because if you are socially liberal, at some point on the fiscal side, you're going to look up and go, "Ah, you know, we don't really have to. We don't have to abide by the rules. We don't have to stick to that morality because you are socially liberal. Your, your morality shifts based on the political whims of the current culture, right? And so Roosevelt's saying here, no matter how much prosperity we have, if our spiritual senses atrophy, if we forget God, as Lincoln talked about in his message back in 1863, which they were in the middle of a civil war, which is what we're headed to now, if we forget that, If we forget God, then no amount of money, power, wealth, uh, natural resources, again, is going to save us. First point. That's pretty big. Uh, The foes of our own household, I'm going to infer a little bit here from Roosevelt. He he probably was talking about outside forces, folks, but I'm going to stick with Lincoln on this. And I'm going to think that Roosevelt probably had a pretty good understanding of this because he's talking about our own household. The greatest threat to America, folks, is not from China, it's not from Iran, it's not Muslim terrorism, it's not uh, Russia, it's not anything external. The greatest threat to our country today is our own citizens inside the country who continue to vote for or support or be indifferent to the evil values of the left. Greatest threat, far none, far and away, it's not even close. Second place, you can't even see them because they're so far behind. That is the greatest threat. That is the only thing that will destroy our country. It's like Lincoln said, he said, we will either live forever or die by suicide. No no Napoleon Bonaparte, with all the money and resources of the entire world, of every other country in the world, Lincoln said, could ever by force take even just a sip of water from the Ohio River. But we can kill ourselves, and that's what we're doing today. And then, of course, Roosevelt referenced prophets of Judea. For those of you that don't know, that's a reference to the Old Testament prophets of the Bible. So that's what he's talking about, these values. And I really like the way he phrased it here, because he says, not very widely different. And I say often, you don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American. But if you don't follow the principles of Christ, if we as a people, as a nation, don't follow the principles of Christ and put them into action publicly in our public policy, in our institutions, then we lose America. You can't have both, which, you know, that kind of lends itself towards you wanting to follow the principles that are making the country great. Why would you reject those? Why would you suddenly look up as we have done and are doing and say, yeah, I know that this is what made us a phenomenal country, but we're gonna go ahead and crush those and we're gonna go over here to these others And that's a great question. It leads you down a pretty dark path, especially when you start to think about your friends and neighbors and family who vote that way and support that, or who are just indifferent to those evil values. You kind of have to start to ask yourself, well, you don't kind of, you have to start to ask yourself, why? Are Are they really that ignorant or are they malevolent? Do they know that they're making decisions that are going to hurt others and hurt our country, and they're making those decisions anyway, right? Or do they really not know how much destruction they're helping to cause? I have my own opinion about that. We talk about that sometimes. Maybe we will again later. So we'll keep going with Roosevelt again. In his farewell address to his countrymen, Washington said, Morality is a necessary spring of popular government. And let us with caution indulge the supposition that morality can be maintained without religion. Whatever may be conceded to the influence or refined education on minds of peculiar structure, reason, and experience, both forbid us. Let me go back there. Reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can prevail in the exclusion of religious principle. Uh, And if we get a chance today, I don't think we're going to, but... I went back and looked at some of the scriptures that Washington leaned on. So uh, the idea that he was uh, talking about every religion is patently false, folks. He was talking about Christianity when he was talking about uh, religious principle. And he was saying, you know, we look around, we experience this and we are today. Folks, you can look around, this is not hard. I say this often, go walk the halls of any high school in the country. Look where the problems are. The problems, the vast majority of problems, almost exclusively the problems come when you look at the home life of kids that have parents who have rejected these principles. Broken families, or even where the family is still together, but they have totally sold out on um, other, other things besides what God tells us to sell out for, right? When we start to make everything else other than him a priority, when we get rid of morality, when we kick out religious principle in our individual lives, then the nation can't survive. I think I said this, our pastor this past weekend made the comment that if we want to fix the nation, we've got to start with ourselves and that's so true that's that's why when you hear people that's why i harp so often you know people get all upset about biden or pelosi or aoc or schumer or whatever but these national leaders folks they're just a reflection of us of we the people this is the problem the people are the problem americans who continue to vote for support or being different to these evil values that's the problem if we don't fix us We're never going to fix the politicians. We might switch one out for another, folks. But I think it was Adams that said that if we don't find more virtue, it was either him or Patrick Henry. I don't know. Y'all can check me on this quote, as y'all do so often, which I'm glad. But he said, if we don't get more virtue in us as a people, it doesn't matter who we elect. We're just going to be switching out one form of tyranny for another. So, All right, we'll keep going here with Roosevelt. His words were, talking about Washington, this is Roosevelt saying about Washington, given expression when the European movement, with which the American people were in most complete sympathy, the French Revolution, had endeavored to destroy the abuses of priestcraft and bigotry by abolishing not only Christianity but religion. The result was a cynical disregard of morality and a carnival of cruelty and bigotry committed in the name of reason and liberty which equaled anything ever done by Torquemada and the fanatics of the Inquisition in the name of religion and order. Washington wished his fellow countrymen to walk clear of such folly and iniquity as in all cases where he dealt with continuing causes. His words are as well worth pondering now as when they were written. I kind of wish that Roosevelt would have switched his order up here, religion and Christianity, but I think the point is still true. The problem, folks, becomes when we reject the principles of Christ. Uh, And he talked about the Inquisition there, right? And he talked about the French Revolution, Oh, reign of terror. There we go. Right? When you ignore the principles of Christ, that's when the problems come. And that's what Washington meant. When you get rid of Christian religion. And when you when you say Christian religion, you gotta know a little bit, folks. You gotta know a little bit about the New Testament where God says that pure religion is to care for the widow and the orphan, right? And you look at the teachings of Christ and you see what his commands are. And that gives you an idea of what religion really should be as opposed to what it becomes when men put themselves above God and Christ. Uh, At any rate, so we'll keep going here. In this actual world, a churchless community, a community where men have abandoned and scoff at or ignore their Christian duties is a community on the rapid downgrade. It is perfectly true that occasional individuals or families may have nothing to do with church or with religious practices and observances, and yet maintain the highest standard of spirituality and of ethical obligation. But this does not affect the case in the world as it is now any more than that exceptional men and women under exceptional conditions have disregarded the marriage tie without moral harm to themselves interferes with the larger fact that such disregard, if at all common, means the complete moral disintegration of the body politic. Oh, there's a lot here, folks. (laughs) So, first thing, Roosevelt's saying, if we ignore our Christian duties, we're going downhill fast. That's exactly what's happening in America today. You can look around and see it. Again, go walk the halls of high school. It doesn't take much. And the next couple sentences, what he's saying is just because a few men and women throughout history have had good morals while rejecting Jesus Christ, right? Or just because a few men or women have cheated on their spouses and disregarded marriage ties without any moral harm to themselves. Although I would argue here, folks, that that's that's just a a lie. Somewhere along the way, that still hurts those people. Now, we may not see it on the outside, but I guarantee you in their personal lives, it's hurting them somehow. But regardless, what, what Roosevelt's saying is, just because we see those examples, that doesn't mean that everybody gets to do it. Because if we do it as we are right now in both cases, folks, we've really, we have rejected our Christian duty, right? And we have rejected the marriage tie across America. You look at the divorce rate, you look at the uh, sex outside of marriage, you look at the LGBTQ relationships, adultery. I mean, the list goes on and on of sexual perversion and deviancy that we see in America today that's destroying the marriage and therefore destroying the families. And then You look at what we talk about constantly on these podcasts of rejecting God and Jesus Christ out of our public institutions. Education is always high on my list. Um, We're destroying the country. And then we look around and we wonder why we have riots. We wonder why we see so much suffering. Uh, We wonder why we're electing the kind of individuals that we're electing today. Because that's what we've become, folks. We, we have literally looked, and, and, and it's crystal clear, right? There's two doors, and one says success, and one says failure, and we are rejecting success and embracing failure. We are rejecting God and Jesus Christ, the principles of Christ, of which keeping the marriage pure and holy is one, right? We're rejecting all of that, and we're embracing all this evil over here, and then we, we have the gall to look up and go, I don't... I don't understand. I don't know what happened. How did this happen? Why is our country in such disarray? Why do we have such horrible leaders? Why is the country being overrun from the outside with criminals and terrorists? Where are we getting all this from? Well, because we have chosen to reject the things that made us great in the first place, which is God, the Bible, and the principles of Christ. And that's what Roosevelt was saying here. That's exactly what he was saying. This was 100 years ago, folks, 1917. Here we are, 2021. So do the math for me. What is that, 104 years later? And and he's quoting Washington from over a century before. It's the same thing, folks. It's the same thing. And the question is now, are we going to finally let these evils that we see pushed by the left today in America, are we going to let them destroy the country or are we gonna stop them? Really just all kind of boils down to that. Are we going to continue to reject God and Jesus Christ or are we gonna turn back to him? And are we really gonna turn back folks? Not just kind of. You hear so many talk about a return to normal. I want to get back to normal. But normal is what got us here. Because we didn't really want to talk about the hard things. We didn't really want to go back to God for forgiveness. We didn't really want to tell Him how sorry we were for the sins in our individual lives and our nation. And we didn't want to follow His commands. We wanted to pretend. We wanted to give lip service to that and then keep doing exactly what we wanted to do and i know that y'all listening you know that that's true when you think about your lives because how often do we sit there and we want to pretend that we're doing the right thing that we're going to follow god and yet we keep doing what we want to do priority wise time wise energy right like we say Oh, our marriage is so, so important. It's so much a priority. Our kids, they're so important to us. And then, do we spend any time with them? Do we put them as one of our top priorities? Do you put your spouse as your second priority, even even on the days when it's hard, right behind God, right? Do we do that? No. And that's the same thing that's going on as a nation. I got a little sidetracked there, folks. I apologize at any rate. All this stuff gets me fired up. Thank y'all so much for joining me. One of my little girls has come out to remind me that I need to come spend some time with them. So we're going and and we have a kitty cat now too. So we're going to continue our walk and see what we find. Thank y'all so much for joining me again. Thank y'all for those of you that continue to share the podcast and help it to grow. It is uh, so I'm humbled and grateful by it. Hope it helps you hope. Obviously, it helps our country and turns us as a nation back to God and Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. God bless America. We will talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.